here's the thing I do think my experience is really worth sharing and I think there is a lot of wisdom in there I'm just saying like if you haven't gotten to that point sometimes it's hard to see it is. the bounty that it is Absolutely. to be single and not have a child yet in yeah. your 40s Welcome to The Expanded Podcast with your host, Lacey Phillips. As a leading manifestation advisor with a process that's, well, radically different from the old New Age model, mine is rooted in psychology, neuroscience, and my energetic gifts. I created this podcast to help you expand your subconscious limiting beliefs about the potential of deserving the manifestations you're calling in. Therefore, you're tuning into this podcast series to show your subconscious that anything you desire is possible. And by pressing play, you've already started the process of manifesting it. If you enjoy this episode, please leave us our review comment, and share it with your fellow manifester that's struggling or could really benefit from the information that you're about to learn. I just got back from a beautiful, beautiful weekend up at the house with a great group of friends and their really wonderful children, although they were all under six. And that strongly made me reconsider having children. And they're wonderful, but boy, do I see you parents out there who hardly get a moment to ground, to be present, to center your spread so thin. And I just, I forget, I really helped raise my siblings, but I was so much younger and not very present then and in fight or flight all the time. So to me, it's just very Irish and normal to just keep raising kids. But I I really got to see how much I've cultivated such deep self-care and quietness and doing this work. So I just really wanted to reflect that to any parents listening. I see you. You are doing the most important job in the world and it is hard. It is so hard. (laughs) And now we have a very strongly enforced eight and up child policy at the house, just because I realized how neurotic I am. And also the intention of why I created it. I really created it for a space to go and get present and do this work and reconnect with the earth and peel off everything that is preventing you from being your fully authentic self and to have the quiet space to do that. And it was such a beautiful, I mean, this time is the most beautiful time of year. I think you guys have heard me say that a thousand times, but you have the cicadas at night that are just, it was actually incredible to see one of the kids who has primarily grown up in Los Angeles had never really seen, Oh, he, he kept saying, mom, it's so dark here. It's so dark here. And I was like, well, let me take you guys out to show you the stars on the deck. You can fully see them. And they were like, wow, isn't this beautiful? These tiny kids. But I guess that's the difference when you grow up in the city, you don't get to take that in, that quietness and the sound of nature and how cold it gets at night, but you have the heat all day. I mean, the first thing I did was park the car and headed to the river at that perfect 3 p.m. spot where 
just me alone on a little sand bed and that fresh snow melt that's so clear, perfect temperature right now, just soaking in that heliotherapy and so grateful to be alive and connecting with everything that's been on that land before and and how thankful I was. And we spent all day Saturday. There's this one hike. I don't even know the name because I'm from there. So I want to say it's Sweetwater Mine, I think. And so there's this one hike. It's pretty close to the house, right by an apple orchard. And right now is when all of the blackberries are perfectly ripe and ripening. So if you're thinking to go do the journey we just did, you'll want to go now ASAP, book ASAP. But we collected a ton of blackberries and the kids pitched in and even the dogs were foraging blackberries off the vines took them back. And my friend Jamie made a beautiful blackberry cobbler recipe of a a friend, an internet friend who I hope to have on this podcast someday, My New Roots, who was actually my expander for starting the blog in the first place. So we followed her recipe for that. It turned out incredible. We went to the fair to watch my dad rope, although we didn't really get to it because the kids were tired. And so they rode rides and went up to Yosemite and swam in that river. And so, yeah, I just had to convey the magic. And for anybody who's curious, we have a special price running through September and October. So you can click the link below and it's a two night minimum and go enjoy. I mean, all the amenities go do the infrared sauna the hammock, the two clawfoot tubs that stare up at the stars. There's a biomat in the rooms and all that good stuff. But I don't get to go back until October. I left, you know, and it's my heart (laughs) was sad. I was so sad, but I have so much work going on and travel in September that I'm not back there. So, So that is sad, but I'm excited for you guys to enjoy. I'm also really excited because on a whim, I booked my trip to the Highlands. So I'll be going there from October 14th, London and into Scotland, October 14th through the 21st. And so I'm going to go hit the whole Aberdeen side and then head over to the opposite side. And I'm really just kind of searching for that house experience. So I'm going totally solo. This is the very first time I've ever traveled alone I felt the calling of the land was calling me. And ever since I booked it, I'm so lit up and excited to road trip by myself, connect by myself, hike by myself, meet locals by myself and tour all these properties. So if you have, oh, if there are any unblocked villages, please message in because I do want to come say hi and join you guys. So if there are any in Scotland, let us know. You can email us directly or drop a note in the DMs of Instagram. And I really hope to connect with you. What is there new to share with you this week? My roundups are coming back, so stay tuned for that. We're going to be sending stuff straight to the inboxes through newsletters now. So if you're not signed up, do sign up. But that way it comes directly to you. But I guess there is one thing to share. You all keep asking me about a dress I'm wearing. I've been doing some Instagram IGTVs answering your questions. You can go look at those on the feed in the link below, but I've been wearing kind of a very Victorian black dress and it's by a designer I discovered when I swear nobody else was wearing her, Batsheva. So we can link that dress below. It's kind of my go-to little black in between summer working into fall. And it'll actually be a really sweet little black holiday dress as well. So there's that. 
Otherwise, I'm really heavy back onto the castor oil packs on my liver, also sort of in the reproductive area. I've been doing, actually, you know what? I'll just link below the seminar that I watched by this woman named Karen Hurd that I'm about to start working with. And I'm also working with Unique Hammond, who completely healed from Karen. I talked about that a ton in last week's episode in the intro. And she's the one who's all about fat-soluble fibers all throughout the day to pull the bile from your liver and detoxify it out of your body. She's a great seminar that we'll link below. It explains it all, and I'm heavy into it, and I'm seeing a difference. So I'm going to keep following it, and I'll keep you guys posted on that. Otherwise, let's get into talking about today's guest, who will need almost no introduction whatsoever, Garan Storé. She, there were so many pivotal points while we were talking. I think many of you are going to find this episode expansive, but we were talking and I realized how much our lives and our energy and personality have paralleled each other through the years. And it was really, really beautiful to have the opportunity to have somebody who's so vulnerable and honest and feels like home when she's speaking, really open up to all of us and serve as an expander. Not only is she totally self-made by going against the grain and following her pursuit, but this Corsican native is also incredibly open about her age, being in her 40s and being single and navigating her dating experience and, you know, her journey, if she wants to go that direction to motherhood, her journey that it's been in the past through fertility, we go... I mean, so much into the stories of her childhood. I think you'll relate many of you to her childhood experiences. You know, she's incredibly open about those. I think you'll find her expansive if you too have had the inspiration to become an artist and make a, a living out of it and also to reinvent yourself and pivot your career each time your soul craves that and to learn how to be unapologetic about it, but also navigating it with grace, humility, and openness. I think she's so expansive from a woman who seems like she has it all, but can also speak to the groundedness of how magical it is to be right where you are and enjoying that. So, I mean, there's not, I don't want to say too much about this. I want you all to get in and really, really dive deep. And it's definitely back to our old expander format, because I have to say that Garant's definitely in many facets serves as not only an expander, but to every woman who's wanting to beat to her true authentic drum and let that take her fearlessly wherever it's supposed to go. So listen up and enjoy. Welcome to the Expanded Podcast. We have, I would say, a great expander of mine in many ways. I have many business questions for you that I'm excited about, but we have Goran Storé here. Hi, Lacey. Hello, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. The first question I ask everybody is, what's your cultural background and upbringing? Even though I've had the privilege of hearing a lot about it, tell mm -hmm. us from the beginning. From the beginning? Short and sweet, but in the beginning. <laughs> okay. Well... I come from Corsica. Uh, I think it's uh, a big part of my identity. I come from a, a family of uh, immigrants. My mom was born in Algeria from a Moroccan 
mother and a, an Algerian dad. So kind of a Muslim background, but my mom was not practicing. She, And then she married my dad, and my dad comes from, he's a first-generation Italian, and they met in Ajaccio, in Corsica, and they were very young. My mom had me when she was 20. Hmm. So I don't know, like... My background is a lot of cultural mix, which I think I really represent today, and a lot of curiosity. And when I was born, they were pretty poor. Mm -hmm. And then my dad comes from a family of like chefs. My grandma was very famous chef. She had a tiny restaurant that was like mighty, like everybody would go there and all that. So my dad kept doing that. And he didn't really want to do that, but he ended up in a kitchen and started in that trajectory. And he ended up, you know, owning like quite a, an important restaurant in Corsica. And so we went from poor to like pretty, you know, we had a nice house and nice cars and all that. So that was when I was from, that kind of changed between my, you know, when I was born and my, I was 10 or like my teenage, that's when my parents started making a lot of money and my mom was starting to buy gowns from Jean-Paul Gaultier, Thierry Mugler. And Where was Bieber. she wearing them? In Corsica at the restaurant? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing would stop her. Uh, I was I was sometimes feeling really weird. She had like everything, you know, it was the 80s, uh, yeah. beginning of the 90s, like the end of the 80s. And she her hair was... A create like imagine everything like high heels every day even in my village which is kind of like where we are now it's like Topanga she would wear <laughs> super high heels and I was like this is my mom like to the market oh yeah like oh, she wow. was you know she just had that thirst and so she was just being herself and she was really hot beautiful mm -hmm. and she was having fun and that also destroyed my you know, that my parents couple because they ended up divorcing and all that. But I think the teenage and childhood and like youth she didn't have, she kind of like had it at 30. Mm -hmm. She's still, she's a very, very fun, funny person. She just started smoking again. She's like, yeah, I'm 60 now. It's, I can smoke. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. fair game yeah, now. Exactly. Who cares? It's it would like, have been better at 70 <laughs> if she was like, whatever, I'm bringing this back. <laughs> wow. Exactly. So yeah, so always kind of great taste on the both side. Also Corsica is a place, it's very Italian. No people care about how they look. It's like this small, look at, look at the neighbor, how they're dressed and all that. So there is really that culture. So that can explain a lot of you know, why all my family is like, my sister is the same. We really care about beautiful things. And my mama had this like artful way, even when we didn't have money or in the ups and downs of her life to always make a nice meal, a nice environment, nice clothes, you know, uh, whether she had money or not. So, and then my dad is more like this quiet, very kind hearted, simple man that's mm. great talent in the kitchen and and um you know yeah so I don't know if I talk too much or no you did yeah. great I <laughs> think you painted the perfect picture and I mm -hmm. think it's worth mentioning we always cosmically profile on here and you're a Taurus sun yeah yes do mm -hmm. you know your moon and rising Virgo I think rising okay I don't remember my moon and have you even started to dip your toes into human design yet I will. Okay. But I haven't really. I knew my stuff, but I kind of forgot. I. You did? Uh, I know I hyped 
hypothesize that you're potentially a generator. Oh, okay. I feel like you may be, or maybe an MG. So only time will tell whenever you discover it. Okay. It's like a, it's like a birth, birth date, right? It is, yeah. Birthday, yeah. birth time. Uh-huh. We'll have to look it up after maybe. Yeah, I would love that. It's a whole nother world. You may not even want to go down the rabbit hole of, of knowing systems about yourself. <sighs> yeah, it's interesting, right? I'm like, how much do we need to know? Or just survive. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think you've probably said this on many podcasts and maybe many things and press you've done, but give us the short snippet because I think you're very expansive to a lot of people who grew up potentially not believing that they could be an artist or that that would be a future for them, lucrative future, pivoting into how you began your art, then into photography and your brand. Yeah. You know, it's always the same thing when you're little. People are like, oh, that's so great. You're such a good, you make good drawings. You're so artistic. I was, my mom was pushing me to do music. So I was playing the cello, guitar. I was actually very talented at music. And like, I was just this artistic kid. I just had it in me. I was also an introvert. I was very shy. I learned not to be shy later. And so, you know, that was my way of communicating and dealing with stuff. And then grew up and when I told my parents I wanted to study arts I was like no way <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. you know but so I don't know we, at which point we want kids to be artistic but then we don't want them to go, grow it into it yeah it's so weird so um, I'm a firstborn so I am pretty obedient and a people pleaser and I want peace around me and I'm very connected and in tune with people and so even without I mean I had a rebellious time but like it was really hard for me to say, oh, I'm going to do my thing because I just didn't want to disappoint my parents. And I also was pretty good at school. So, you know, I could do stuff. And so I started studying, but actually wasn't really into it. Like I studied different stuff and, you know, I, I kind of was very frustrated, but I was in my 20s and it's so hard to know what we want mm-hmm. at that time. I just can't believe society puts pressure. Think of how many adaptations we have in our 20s that we shift and we think we know what we want, but we have no clue and Saturn return hits and that's like a whole nother thing. Yeah. Well, when it hit, it's at 27, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the moment. So I I mean, I, I did a lot of things, but like slowly I realized that all my friends were artists. You know, I think the creative side of me just expressed itself wherever it could Mm -hmm. started like you know friends and then I was like well maybe I could live without a lot of money and then do my creative life I didn't even know what I wanted to do like maybe I wanted to be a musician or even like at this time I was like maybe I just work in music work like you know and I was organizing concerts I was doing stuff with my friends I was um, writing for the local newspaper that we started and you know small things like that and I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself so I was kind of losing time partying around which I know in America partying sounds really bad but it was a good thing Mm -hmm. you know I was I was listening to music going to concerts going to rave parties I learned a lot of things through that I know now we talk a lot about hallucinogenic drugs Mm -hmm, and all that mm -hmm. but like I always felt this was a great school for me I I had always like I was very always a very grounded person so all these years were very important Uh, but then at 27 I was like well 
I'll made a choice. I was like, I'll I'll have a, a life with um less needs and figure it out. And I had like always jobs because my parents didn't pay for anything, mm-hmm. my studies or all that. But I was a supervisor in, you know, uh, high schools and all that. So that's what I was doing. That was keeping me um, alive. Eating. Eating. <laughs> so it was this kind of fun mess. Lots of friends, lots of people like hitchhiking for vacation. Like This know. was still in Corsica? No, I had moved um, to the south of France. Mm. Yeah, I was living in Marseille mm. um, and I was just doing all my experiences and all, which is great to live there because we would um, drive for the weekend to Barcelona, you know, go to Italy. It's very totally. central and it's just like, so you can just discover the the, the world, Europe. Um, so it was really nice. No, it's fine. We, we're always honest on here. So we, we have three dogs here. Garance brought her really sweet dog. And then we also inherited Mary Gold today, who usually goes with my fiance. And so they're in separate areas now. It didn't go over as well as planned as being pals. Yeah, and Lulu has been <laughs> consigned to the she, bedroom. She has the and bio sometimes mat. she will say something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She also has input on this conversation. Yeah, exactly. What I didn't realize about Marseille, which sounds so ignorant, I went to Uzez last year and it's so it has such a Roman influence. I had no idea that the South did. What do you mean? Like there's Ro- Roman ruins everywhere. I mean, I sound so ignorant, I think, but I was totally floored by that. It was beautiful. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful city. I, I guess, like as a south of France European, I'm just so used to that. Of course, you're like, there's another church. It's <laughs> like a tree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's true though. You know, in Corsica, mm-hmm. you have a lot of. I mean, you know, I grew up in sleeping in the tower that's uh, from the 1400s. You know, it's just like so. Yes, I mean, Marseille is a very it's one of the most beautiful cities. It's just like when I was living there, it was really poor, which is, was mm-hmm. also why I could afford to have a fucking like nice, you know, yeah. easy life. But so violence, a uh, difficult city, but also mm-hmm. amazingly beautiful. You have all the Calanque, which is like, you know, those little creeks that you can walk. <sighs> it's it's magic, magical. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I want to say one of the things I love the most about the South people are really funny Mm. people are so funny and so that's one thing I really miss Mm. and when I live in Paris for a few years I was like oh my god I could never I could I know everyone's so serious well or chic is a good word no it's not really that it's just a fundamentally different atmosphere Mm. like it's not warm you Mm -hmm. know um in terms of like how people they it's just Parisians are great it's takes them a lot of time to open their arms to mm. you like a lot of time and their first you know look will always be kind of stern mm. and um so yeah so, <laughs> and so i uh when i when i moved there i mean you know me i'm so warm it's very warm yeah. and that's part of my culture and even more if you add the italian and moroccan totally. which is like hospitality is so important like come in like who are you curiosity and mm-hmm. all that in paris like people are like hi <laughs> I was like, oh my god, very, very, yeah, uh, in- intimidating, mm-hmm. yeah. And when did you start actually having your career take off? Oh yeah, so so as I said, like twenty seven, I was like, well, I'm gonna start being an illustrator. I've kind of crystallized my um, artistic desires on that because uh, I could draw, and 
started by myself. Uh, I put myself in danger there. It might be interesting for your listeners and like with your work and all that. Because I was always keeping those jobs. I've worked all my life. So I started when I was 14 and anything I've done, basically I've paid for it. So I I wanted to travel a lot. So when I was 14, I went to England. When I was 16, I came to America, to LA for the first time with the money I made Mm -hmm. uh, working at my dad's restaurant or like I was like, I don't know. I, I did a lot of jobs until one day I found the best job in the world, started selling croissants. Oh, dream. <laughs> you also gained 20 pounds or something. Well, you know, you don't gain 20 pounds when I you're know. 16. I know, of course. Um, no, I had a little boat oh. and I was selling croissants, you know, the, the boats that stay the night. That's so cute. Well, yeah. And I was very lucrative too. Wow. Yeah. So I was making a lot of money. I was independent. So, you know, exactly how you know I want to be which is like no boss I was doing my thing basically like I was using my uh, dad's kitchen so I was lucky that to have that and like doing that and I was selling with like kind of upping the price quite a bit good job because of the (laughs) delivery and like being all cute I'm like hey yeah. And I was like, I paid all my studies with that. Wow. Yeah, it was like I was making a lot of money. I mean, that was your version of stripping or something when people have to do that. I guess. I'm just kidding. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, brilliant. Yeah, but I was waking up at like, I loved it because I was waking up at like five in the morning. I mean, imagine like, imagine a Corsican village, okay? Me, like, I was like, not because we owned it or whatever, but because this is a small village, I figured out a way. I had a room in the Genovese Tower. Mm-hmm. You know those towers we have in Corsica? Are they the ones that overlook if, if yes. people are going to intrude? Exactly. Yeah. So there is a beautiful one that's one of the most beautiful in Corsica in my village. It's a fortified one. So it looks like a castle. And there is a room up, you know, at the top of it. And I had managed. To be able to stay there for the summer, like sometimes it was on a lower level, but basically I spent maybe 10 years all summers like staying in the tower. Yeah. And because nobody wanted to stay there. Yeah. You know, so you were kind of a manager of it as well, like looked after it. Staying. Wow. Because, like, you know, it's just like uh, at that time, now it's been built, it's been bought by the state, but at that time it was belonging to our friends, (laughs) you know, because the the village is so small, it's like three families. So, and they were like, oh, yeah, you can stay there. Here are the keys, you know. Wow. And that's such a beautiful experience for a dreamer. Oh, my God. Oh, you just like dream about your life and that. Yeah. And so it was like every night I was sleeping mostly like under the stars, you know. Just like taking out my, uh, rolling something. And my friends would come and we'll all sleep like under the stars. And then at five, my alarm would go off and I would walk under the stars, go to my kitchen, make my, put the croissants in the, in the oven. And as the croissants were like, you know, getting ready, I would make myself a coffee, sit on the terrace of the restaurant and watch the sunrise. <sighs> And then my brother would wake up and he was helping me with the delivery. Mm. I like put all the croissants in the boat and then start delivering them. By nine, I was finished. Wow. And it was kind of, it's kind of, a, you know, one of these beautiful memories. I remember every day I knew exactly where the sun would rise. Wow. It's, you know, it was, it was, it was nice. And I always loved waking up early. So that was, that was cool. Were you in perfect health growing up in Corsica? Oh, yeah. Right. Do you feel like you are here in New York as well? 
What do you mean? So like um, ever struggling with any autoimmune or any issues internally versus when you were young, did you look back and go, oh, I was so strong. My immunity was strong. I never really got sick. I could, I was a tough kid and... Yeah, but I always feel like that still now. I mean, I guess I probably like, because, you know, I I know I probably have some inflammation. I'm the, you know, the people who never get sick often have a very high uh, uh, autoimmune mm-hmm. system, but sometimes too much. Yeah, exactly. It will create inflammation. But yeah, I mean, I've always struggled with anxiety. Mm, you you know? did say, yeah. Yeah, so that's one thing. And probably... I don't know, like, because I had my first depression. I don't know if I could call it depression, but depressive state when I was 17. Mm -hmm. So very sensitive, but that's not physical. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's it's, everything is physical and emotional. But like, as a my body, I've always felt very confident that, you know, it was Mm -hmm. good. Healthy. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Never had any allergies. I grew up in dirt. So. Exactly. That's why. Yeah. And like barefoot looking yeah, at the sun. Exactly. I mean, it's the best I don't know. Thing like my show would take my shower in the ocean. Yeah. And, you know, be salty all summer. Exactly. And honestly, like, I don't know. We had dogs everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, I mean, I, I posted some photos recently on my Instagram and I really look like a wild child. <laughs> And that was fine. That was great. Yeah. You know, that was, that was beautiful. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. So then you started to, in Paris is where you started to really work with your art or Marseille? No, in Marseille. I started in Marseille at 27. I just want to go fast on that. But like, yeah. basically like didn't succeed for a few years. But like the, the cool thing is here is because this is the expanded podcast. <laughs> I told myself, okay, I'm going to give myself a year to make it as an illustrator which is completely dumb. Mm-hmm. But like what was important is that of course after a year I was nowhere but I was happy. So I was like don't let go. Mm. It's like a year and then I was supposed to like go back get a job. And I was like no, keep going. And so what was that little thing inside of you that said keep going so people can find that dial within themselves? Yeah, that's a very good question. I guess it's like signs of like interest and uh, just a sign of peace. And is it like a a knowing, like something like that? Just very. And I know you had made the decision to live a more humble life if you Mm -hmm. were going to take this route. But did you have any of that stuff creeping in from society? My age, my blah, blah, blah. I'm not successful. Was that tuning in? I never had the age thing. Until I was like trying to have a baby. Mm, I know. Great. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah. Never. Like, uh, I'm like I, I still don't have it. Mm. I can't believe my age because I'm like, what? And now I'm dating and all that because I'm single. It's really funny, actually, because I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. But no, I never had that. Mm. I, I've always been like. I started my blog when I was 31 and, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of old. But I young. did too at 30, I yeah. think, is when I started on this yeah. path. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So society. No, I mean, listen, my mom was hating what I was going through. And so she barely talked to me for a while. So mm-hmm. I had to deal with that. My dad has always been kind of like laissez-faire in a good and a bad way, but like better, I think, than what my mom kind of put on me, which was... um barely like talking to me for a while Mm. and at that time 
I hadn't worked out my relationship with her. So she was everything to me. Like what she thought was incredibly, you know, like I took me a while to get out of her sphere of that enmeshment. Yeah. Yeah. Very. And I, and you know, I, the funny thing is, I, if if I would have done this podcast like uh, fifteen years ago or something, uh, I would have also sounded very grounded and mm-hmm. you know. T- but like, you know, and that's why today I'm always very humble about thinking I know who I am and where I am mm-hmm. because I I thought I was I had a good relationship with my mom, mm-hmm. but now I realize, oh my god, <laughs> like <gasps> that wasn't healthy. <laughs> But that's funny. There is so many things to talk about because at the same time, you know what? I wanted to prove so much to her that I became very successful. I think about that all the time with my parents. It's like if I had been like easy and like, oh, you're great. I would probably not be where I am. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's terrible to say, but. No, I believe that we have the perfect uh, recipe. Yeah. We choose the perfect recipe to come in with to push us in all the directions we have to and then it's our karma to heal it (laughs) that's our responsibility well that's the that's the interesting thing because yes Mm -hmm. but my will was also to push past my boundaries Mm. so it was this weird mix and truly i think it's part of her education oh i think so you know what i mean so it's like she gave me the poison and she also gave me the remedy yeah you know so um and i but i used both Mm -hmm. and so some people would maybe just you know I think like our own decisions really also you know I consciously pushed myself out of my condition Mm. you know I I do too yeah Yeah. and I'm still doing it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. every day I'm challenging what I think what people think like all these things I think that's so good for every listener to hear because that's sort of the journey I think most of them are on or Mm -hmm. how can I do that you know push past all expectations and comfort and Mm -hmm. all the things which are great okay and then how did you make the jump from the blog well I guess the blog did that go hand in hand with photography because that became very big for you okay so what happened was that I was I kept going with the illustration. I started getting some jobs and then I was like, wow, this is the shittiest career path that anybody could pick (laughs) because you don't make money. Mm -hmm. You just don't make money. Sometimes you get a break and you have a big contract, but like it's hard. And I was like, okay, I think I need to give up. But before I give up, I'm going to open a blog and I'm going to see. I was also very disappointed by the kind of commissions that I got. I was... You know, it was a lot of girl doing this and, that, you know, and I was like, I can't do that on my, I don't have it in me. I mm. just, so I, I was like, okay, I want to do something that's just for me and see where it takes me. And so I opened the blog and in the beginning it was just for illustration. And was this at the time, what even platform was this on? It was a French platform called OEFOR. Okay. Because actually, yes, I'm a pioneer, but at this time... French people really took the blog thing to heart and like there was a lot of like personal diaries online. Wow. Yeah, much earlier than in America. Wow. Mm. So it was 2006. Okay, that's great. Mm -hmm. And then that led into photography. Well, yeah, so I started doing illustration and then as soon as I started writing a few words, I got comments and actually stayed in illustration and text blog 
for a while. Mm -hmm. Maybe a while is like because from there on things started moving very, very, very fast, mm -hmm. right? So three weeks after I, I opened my blog, a magazine called me wanting to do a little story on me. Then I started writing more. People started falling in love with you know what I was talking about, which was funny and self-deprecating. Mm -hmm. And I think I had this like mix of like chic but also and and very very soon i also kind of challenged what was going on on the internet with talking about luxury and and all that where it used to be a platform like a world where it was all about cheaper things and all that and so i'd started talking about that and then uh, started getting jobs for illustration really fast and i was like something is happening mm -hmm. and you I, could feel it Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was leaving in Marseille with my boyfriend. It was kind of a, I felt like I was in limbo, you know, mm -hmm. doing my thing. Nobody saw it. I was, you know how, like. It's the in-between. I always in say like, it's the happy, small show. But like comfortable. I could have stayed there. That's what I said. Life is kind of full of like traps where you could stay. I always get, I don't know how yours comes and I'm curious, but. I'll get a little whisper in my ear that's like, leave, leave now. How do you get those pings? It's time to transition. Well, you know, now I've made it a lifestyle. So, but at that time, it's just like, I mean, I guess I'm adventurous. Mm -hmm. And I, when I know what I have somewhere, like one of the biggest decisions I made was when I was 27, because at that time there was two paths in front of me. I could become a teacher because I was, had studied literature and all that. And mm -hmm. I, I was like, okay, either I take in, in France in order to become a teacher, you take these, like, how do you call that? Tests mm -hmm. that are very hard. And then you get a job if you pass them and you can try many times. So I was like, either I go there and I have a job where I can do my art on the side, mm -hmm. right? Because it's not a lot of hours. And, or I drop everything and I become whatever, like, and so... When I looked at these two paths, there was like one path where I was like, I know exactly where I am mm -hmm. and when I'm, how much I'm going to make in 35 years and when it's going to be, I could book my next vacation for the next 10 years because mm -hmm. I always know when it's going to be and it's going to be great and I'm going to have a great life, but it's going to be that. Mm -hmm. But on, if I choose the other thing, I could be sleeping on other bridges but I could also, the sky is the limit. Mm -hmm. Anything could happen. And when I looked at these two, I was like, I'm going to try the other, you know, the mm -hmm. crazy way. And I can always fall back on something. I, I figured out at some point with my first internship that I was good at work. Mm -hmm. It was very important to me because coming from a restaurant world, you have no idea what you would be in a work. So I, I had my first, I mean, there's so much, but I had my first internship in a movie uh, theater, like an art and essay, like wow. something really cool. It's a funny story. I don't know if I should tell it. <laughs> I'm open. Okay. So I, uh, I had no confidence in myself. This little Corsican girl, go to Marseille, study, and then I have to have an internship. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to try. And I, I'm very much like a go knock on doors type mm -hmm. of person. So this is a weird, weird, weird mix of like being a little shy, but also trusting that I have charisma mm -hmm. and that people... Generator. 
<laughs> like that that people will kind of like me which is really funny because i just came back from a silent retreat so remind me to tell I you about it that. yeah so and remember that i'm what i'm saying is like oh i'm just gonna no go knock on the door and i remember it's very important because i there was this pair of boots right in the store and i was very broke mm. all the time that was my that my lifestyle was broke and but these boots were so like they made me dream and all that and whatever I I don't know I had that I knew I was going to go there and I got an interview and I was like I'm gonna buy these boots to go to the interview mm -hmm. and I bought the boots and I went to the interview and I was looking cool and I had an interview with the it was the Museum of Contemporary Art director of the place wow and so I was very shy and I didn't know what to say and I was I had no knowledge whatsoever in art. Like, <laughs> like I think the woman probably asked me like three questions. She was like, oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> but as I was walking out, it, there was a guy looking at me, you know, when I was walking down the stairs and I said hi to him and I left. And I was like, I'm never getting that internship. And what, but I was like, I could push a little bit, you mm -hmm. know, I was like, ah. You know, and so, but I came back and I got a phone call and it was the guy. Mm. And he was like, I saw you on the stairs. Do you want to come work with me? And I was like, what creepo are you? Who are <laughs> yeah. you? You know? Yeah. And he was like, my name is, uh, you know, this and that. And I actually, I work at the museum, but I work at the cinema of the museum. And I'm looking for an intern. And I think you, I love your boots. <laughs> <laughs> follow the pings exactly. I mean that's amazing I want you to come work with me and I was like this guy is crazy but you know what I'm gonna go meet him and he became like somebody that changed my life mm -hmm. as crazy as he was that's the kind of things he was doing mm -hmm. so and I think that's the type of people I needed in my life mm -hmm. crazy people mm -hmm. like that that just like will hire you because you have a cool pair of boots <laughs> And then started, you know, like that, that was my in into the world of movies and we would go to Cannes and we, wow. you know, I love him still today. And yeah, he, he's, was a great guy that taught me a lot. Incredible. And taught me that I could, you know, that I could work and introduced me to people and showed me. And So he was a very much a first expander. Yeah, I guess like you could definitely say that. Yes. Like giving and, and, some tools. And it was like, yeah, it's expander in a way of like, this is how to live. Like to give you an example, I would go often to work in the morning and he would be like, get out of this desk. Let's go. So we had a movie theater, mm -hmm. right? Let's go uh, watch a movie. And so he would put on a movie like old school, you know, because he also knew how to be a producer. Pro, how do you say projector? projector yeah yeah so he would put on them like a godard movie so it's really like oh. a, you know and i would be like but uh Berard. i would call him Berard, that's his last name. I, I have work to do you mm -hmm. know i need emails he was like so we would sit down and watch this movie and then he was like we will do that and he was like now you know why you work oh wow you know, now you know what you work for i have the chills yeah and i was like okay and you know like just like learn small things like that about how to live mm -hmm. um so i don't know how we got there but i love that's it. a good story wait I, is it too early to segue into the silent retreat awakenings no, that you can, had i do back and yeah, forth i want to know well, i just because i was telling you that there is a part of me that trusts that 
I make a good impression on people. Mm -hmm. It's something that actually now looking back, I'm like, oh, actually, I've always counted on that mm -hmm. and had that without even knowing, right? It's <sighs> just so part of my life to be able to make my way. And so it's almost like, I don't know, or maybe when you're like, you know, when you, you, you have something that is so obvious that maybe like people who are stunningly beautiful, they know that they'll get into a room and whatever they do, they can count that people will be like, whoa, or academia, intelligence. Yes, it's exactly. Yeah. Like you have, like, you know, that you're a professor of this and that, and you're going to at some point in the dinner, like say it and people is going to, uh, you know, yes. so it's a superpower. It's like, a I call it a projection. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is weird, weird. And I never realized that I always knew I could count on that. This is probably also why, and it's part of my why, you know, when I started being an illustrator, I went to Paris, just knocked at doors of magazines and mm. be like, hey, hi, I do that. And, you know, just put my, I, I, I just like, I trusted um, that I could make somebody like me and want to know more. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I go to this silent retreat last week uh, at Spirit Rock. And just so, your listeners know so silent retreat is not just silence but it's like you can't talk you can't read you can't write you're just with yourself and others just with yourself <laughs> and you're not supposed to look at people in the eyes even though i think i kind of like got a date out of it that's that's <laughs> see you can count on this even with that word <laughs> exactly <laughs> so i go there and i you know, you wear sweatpants because you're going to be meditating 10 hours a day. And first, got to say, I was partying all summer, not partying, like taking drugs, but just like dinners and friends. friends yeah. and, nah, nah, nah. and at some point I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm going to a silent retreat. I almost wanted to cancel. It's like, I'm not in the state. Anyway, I go. And so it's kind of this like, you know, like suddenly like I'm like high up there, like woo, having fun and suddenly everything stops. And I get there and I'm in my sweatpants. I can't look at people. I can't talk. And it's, it's like suddenly I felt like they had taken away my personality mm, from me. How amazing. And I was like, <sighs> who am I? Like I can't, who, I, I usually I'm here trying to charm a dog, yeah. you know? <laughs> And I, and I, and I couldn't, and, and it was a very great, that's why I can tell you about that, because mm -hmm. I didn't know ever before that you rely on it, but that I rely on mm -hmm. it so much that actually it's probably more important than any of my other talents. What other awakening skill sets, you know, internal dialogue came up for you while you were there? Honestly, I was thinking about a guy <laughs> Then I was thinking, it's not that sm smart it's so stuff. It's so torn. You know? It's very torn. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking, like, so I had four thoughts. I talk about my, because that, you know, that comes back, come back. Mm -hmm. Thinking about a guy, thinking about how I'm going to, like, get in shape. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, so fucking, like, honestly, like, I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. And then thinking a little bit about work. Like, you know what, you know, I, I'm, I'm like thinking about the future right now. And then, um, there was a, one other that was even more, oh, like, what am I going to do the next hour? Like, oh, planning. Mm. Like, okay. So when that meditation is over, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. And like, 
I shouldn't think about that because everything is really taken care of. You, totally. You so I found myself in front of my four dumb thoughts that just kept co coming and coming. I didn't have insight. I was very bored. I was very challenged. I was fully like encountering resistance. I think that lessons came after mm -hmm. and they're still coming in. Are they? Do you feel an upgrade's happening? Post? I don't know if it's like an upgrade. What I feel is like, sorry, I need to think. Because like, it's really like I just came back literally a week ago. Just like, just so much. Mm -hmm. Just so much and so little at the same time. It's just like, it's not the epiphanies that you think. Mm -hmm. And that's what I liked about it. I it's think like, that's special. It's like, what I liked about it is that anything that challenges the way I see things and what I see about myself, how I see people. Well, also, it was a meta retreat. So it's like love and kindness, mm -hmm. silent retreat. And, and self-compassion. so beautiful because like, honestly, like vibrating love for the world mm. is amazing with a, a hundred other people is very special yeah so there was also that part where like you know buddhism and i'm not a buddhist but like have has these amazing things about it mm -hmm. that you know make you feel so connected and so wonderful absolutely so it's a, it's a lot of things you know i rarely have epiphanies i have increments of epiphanies mm. they happen in like little moments do you get downloads when they happen or do you just go ah that's what's going on you know, I always fight a lot with my thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I guess the way is a little bit encumbered by them. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if things come, I know I have good intuition. It needs to go through thinking. Mm -hmm. So it won't come like as the, as a pure thing. It you will come. Process. I'm going to process it. Yesterday I was on a date and at the end of the date. Wait, can we preface this? Because I think this is really exciting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because we always get, listen, you know, listeners are like, oh, the 20-year-olds, the 30-year-olds. But I think you are a massive expander for many women. I read that post that you wrote. I think it was very soon after your breakup on your Instagram about your age and that piece about, uh, who's the actress? Uh, Jennifer Aniston. And that this whole oh. perception we have of women and how they're pegged and that you are newly single share your age for the listeners yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm 44 44 this yeah. was 43 right when this happened or 42 yeah and so for you kind of going into this new world of being single can you just talk about that to expand vastly the many listeners that age really plays zero part in. like we really need to get out of this construct of age and what society says we need to be doing So I'm quickly interrupting this episode to invite you if you're ready to start your manifestation journey or if anything you've heard in our manifestation episodes has piqued your interest to begin. We have a la carte workshops in everything from the basics bundle, which is what we recommend to everyone who starts. It's the formula that actually teaches you how to manifest, unblocked inner child and unblocked shadow. We also have a la carte workshops on love and money. But the real gem is the Pathway membership because it encompasses every single workshop we have. It's a year-long membership with full access to the few a la carte offerings we have, and 
exclusive workshops not available anywhere else, such as the daily practice, which is what everybody in the pathway uses, hopefully at least three times a week to daily in order to truly create the new neural pathways that one needs in order to manifest and houses the library of our deep imaginings, which is our unique hypnosis process that allows you to get into your subconscious and overwrite those old neural pathways, creating the new ones. You can use our special code EXPANDED, all caps, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D, to receive $20 off your first a la carte workshop purchase or $20 off your first month of the pathway. Again, that's all caps, EXPANDED, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D. Okay, now back to the episode. need to pre-preface them by the fact that I'm French. Mm, that's true. Okay, so it's like I already come from a different culture. Yeah. So I'm not saying we don't have constructs and pressure and societal pressure, but we do have, I don't know, 90% less. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think you will never hear a French woman be like, I'm too old to have sex or I'm too old for this or whatever. Like, And also like men in France totally like look at you know women every age Mm -hmm. and appreciate and Italians are the same Mm -hmm. and I think in Europe there is not this um, packaged beauty you know I think uh, people what what they look at is sensuality like all these kind of things so I don't know I've personally of course like I've also grown in a world where Every magazine has like 20 years old on the cover and all that. Uh, so and a lot of time in New York as well. I spent a lot of time in New York and in fashion and all that. So, but like there is a part of me that's deeply secure, you know. Uh, I think that's also what I was talking about earlier, about mm-hmm. the fact that I'm just a wonderful woman and mm-hmm. that's all, you know. And I, you know, going to the silent retreat, I was like, wow, I'm even greater now. <laughs> No, but I, because I cultivate, I've been working on myself to be a good person, you know, Mm -hmm. and to be interesting and not like, because, but you know, I, I'm curious. I want to know more. I I travel because I'm curious. I, um, you know, there, there there is all these things that make the fabric of, you know, I, I, I've always wanted to be a, a great person to, to, to just, you know, so, and that's, something that you know you you build and you'll have it when you're 75 Mm -hmm. and even more you know so there is value there I agree how it plays in your life right now being single at your age I think the preface of French is really important for people but also how the security I know you touched on so when we cut back into this the question how For every listener who is, I mean, we have global, but for the Americans, I think they do really struggle with this the most, being a woman. How are you finding your confidence and your stride? Yeah, it's interesting because when I say I'm profoundly secure, I'm also surfacely very insecure. So there is this layer of like deep down, I know I'm a beautiful person because of the way I love people, because of the fact that I... um, I don't know, there is something inside me that, you know, I just love who I am since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And then there is the layer of like, 
I'm too this, I'm too young, I'm too old, I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, I'm too like all these things, you know, like I'm not rich enough, I'm poor, like, you know, all these things that society puts on us and that I've always also dealt with since I was a teenager. I started thinking I got to lose weight mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, I'm not smart enough or like things like that. So I think we all have that in a way, Everyone. you know, this mix of like deep confidence and deep not confidence. Yeah, absolutely. So. That's one thing. Now, about the age, I think what we should do in life is learn. Life is not a poster, you know, it's not a postcard. It's like learning to enjoy what we have when we have it. So now I'm 40, in my 40s, and what is the best way to live your 40s? That's all. That's mm -hmm. that's all. Like when I was 30, what is the best way? When I was 20, what is the best way? Party, go out, have fun. And I was always conscious of that, mm -hmm. even though there was a lot of anxiety. That's why I'm saying there is two levels, right? Totally, the polarity. Uh, yeah, exactly. So there is the level where I'm like, I know I'm 20 and I know this is the time where I should go on ragers, have fun, have boyfriends, girlfriends, like experience. all of it. Experience, yeah. travel, like hitchhike anywhere. Like, I don't know. I did a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people are like, how many lives did you have? A lot. Because I was like, no, this is the moment. In my 30s, I have to say, I wasn't even really conscious what was happening because I got on that success wave, you know, and I was just working, 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 which is also a great thing to do when you're in your 30s. I think you so. have that energy, yeah. you like, you know. And so my 40s are like that. It's like, what do I, how, with all the things that I'm learning from my meditation, my, all my work, all my, the lessons that life sent me, thank her you know uh who do i want to be from that and i to me that's much more fascinating interesting than worrying about what i am like what i'm oh i'm this oh i'm 40 year old like woman and I, I i don't think i just like want to have problems that are at least interesting you i know? love that like if i have problems at least make them interesting <laughs> not boring totally. problems that yeah. you know what am i gonna do like get younger yeah just it's yeah, I not. agree. So I don't mind asking myself a ton of questions. I don't believe in like that, you know, at some point we're arrived anywhere. Mm -hmm. But as long as I feel like it's in the right direction, then I'm fine with it. Does this ever happen to you? This is a personal note that's been coming up for me lately. But I and I think a lot of people have these epiphanies. And I've as a meditator as well, I've just sort of reached a place where I can really take away the human form and the ego and get into like that vastness of black, you know, of no personality, nothing. it's just openness. But what's been coming up for me since discovering that point is like, oh my gosh, I've got to experience everything right now. Like in this life, it'll come to an end at some point. Have you ever faced that? Experiencing time. You know, like, do everything I can, you know, it's time to, like, don't waste time right now. That's sort of one thing that's coming up for me a lot. Yes, but I also value, to me, like, not wasting time is also taking time to do nothing. Mm. So, I, you know, I value every quality of time, mm -hmm. the time where you do so much that you can't even sit down and the time when... You're actually like, I just come out of a three-year time where I basically 
didn't do much, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and I've loved it. Amazing. You know? And I'll remember it, you know, as a as a good time of growth and self-care and searching for my new embodiment of who I am, mm -hmm. you know, like all these kind of things. So it's hard because like you have such good questions that they're deep and they're so interesting. And I think the deeper you go, the less it can be rules. Mm -hmm. it, 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 the, the more you realize that there is no rules, no time and space, time and space, that everything is personal experience, that things are never perfect, mm -hmm. that you know, that everything is moving. And at the moment that you embrace that chaos is when you actually reach this piece you mm -hmm. know you're like oh this is happening okay you know but the center is very like grounded and like and that acceptance yeah. mm -hmm. okay let's pivot <laughs> into dating <laughs> oh okay <laughs> all right tell us what is what's going on how are you approaching it from a magnetic standpoint and all the things that you're talking about really exemplifies your magnet you know your magnetism for lack of a better word it's embodiment understanding your charisma who you are at this age you know this next projection of self and self-definition of where you're headed how is that for the listener who is calling in their partner or wanting this experience within themselves they may be at this tipping point too well i don't think if you i don't think your listeners will take me as any type of expander of or like <laughs> example <laughs> i'm probably the anti-example for for people because like i'm single in my 40s and that's probably the biggest fear of most people including myself mm -hmm. right so they're going to listen and they're gonna be like i'm not gonna listen to her, any of her advice because <laughs> She literally <laughs> fucked up the whole thing. I don't think so, though. I got to witness some of this. Mm -hmm. And I think you really took, you took a huge leap of faith, you know, outside of love even. You took this leap of faith that there's more for me that's right out there. And, and you, do you remember that you gave me a thing and you were like, yeah, he's not the guy for you. I and I was like, I uh, she's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, leave. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. but I was really proud because at the time I wasn't seeing your feed come up and that was the first post I, I saw come up and mm -hmm. I was like, watch what these next few years mm -hmm. have for her. So mm -hmm. I think that is so expansive for listeners. And I think many of them will be tuning no, in. I mean, here's the thing. I do think my experience is really worth sharing and I think there is a lot of wisdom in there. I'm just saying, like, if you haven't gotten to that point, sometimes it's hard to see it is, yeah. the bounty that it is Absolutely. to be single and not have a child yet in yeah. your 40s. Yeah. If I was 35 and who I was before that happened to me, I would be like, yeah, shut up. Bullshit. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so if you're 35 and listening, I understand. <laughs> I will meet you later. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm 50 and you're yeah. 40. Exactly. And like I have the best sex life and everything's great. Yeah, totally. Well, more like when, um, you know, I, I talk about, I hit a wall in my life and it was brutal. But that's also the best thing that happened the to me. Best, the best, you know? the rock bottom. Infertility is uh, one of the biggest walls that women, and I don't even, that's a funny thing, because yesterday I was on a date, and the guy was like, you're not infertile. And I was like, I know I'm not. I know. You know, and I, and it was really funny because you, I mean, I don't know if we're going to get into that whole thing, but it's this, this system that where women are pushed into that 
and if you're 35 and you're listening, you're fertile. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't listen to that. At 40, you're still fertile. Yes. It's like, yeah. Don't listen. Like, just keep fucking. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like. Get into the sun. Go live, go live the Corsican life. Go you're live living. the Corsican life. You'll get pregnant. Yeah. yeah like, no problem. I mean, you know, it's always hard to say because also my friend, one of my couple of friend couple is trying to have a baby. You know, like, if anybody told me that i'm gonna have a baby the second i stop trying i'm gonna murder that i know like, it's the worst I totally agree i do nobody have to say give, this nobody should give advice i never Everybody shut up and yeah. i can say this equally because i've struggled now i think three years and i oh, think that's so the I one because i think last time i saw you just for the it, listeners yeah. Lacey and i know each other but we don't like we yeah. have we've seen each other once yes and we kind of touched upon subjects but yeah so i i don't know where you are exactly yeah Just, can you talk oh on your absolutely podcast? i always do all the time i'm oh, okay. really open about okay. it because i think it's super important and uh, and i i'm really thankful because listeners will write in and they'll tell me about their experiences and i do read every one of them but i also most of them are like the moment i stopped trying and i'm like oh i did that up. for a year okay. <laughs> <laughs> i know my journey is supposed to be a little bit different just because that's how I learn all things in life it's right. always through a rock bottom yeah so I know I'm supposed to experience that in this to be a good mom and however I am a mom how that shows up whether it's adoptive or biological I'm open to both but that's always the funniest advice it's like just stop. but I did meet this ultra or chic like, I have this one friend you won't believe what she did totally and, then it and you're like yeah. oh. I know, I know. It's like yeah. all the outlandish yeah. things. There's, she ate grapes for the summer. I know. <laughs> ice cream, somebody told me. And I was like, um, I've already put on 10 pounds yeah. because of the fertility the things. Fertility I'm not things. eating ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I know your friend. I totally understand everything. And you went through that too, which you're very open about as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's our role as women. I think this is real feminism. Yeah, I think you know? so. I think yeah. it's important think to open this, these conversations this up. This is like the more quiet, loving, that's how we are like grown ups, like, you know, talking to younger women is like, mm -hmm. share the truth of our experiences. And that's a lot already. And empower. Those are the two. Of course. Two best things. But yeah, of course. I mean, that's not going too feminist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I, know. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get in trouble when I do. So I'm not doing that. But okay. So now you're, you're dating and how, what does that look like now for you? Well, what lessons did you, you know, learn? Each time too? you ask me a question, I have to backtrack because <laughs> I need to tell everyone that I hadn't been single since I was 13 years old. Mm. My first relationship was seven years from like from 13 to like 21 or something. And then I don't know if I could do the full thing, but it's basically like seven years, four years, five years, seven years. Like one day I was like counting all these. I was like, how old am I? <laughs> but the thing is that it was like from one guy to the next mm -hmm. and basically zero time in between. Mm -hmm. Zero. The most time I had was three weeks. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I am not proud of that. I know, but I think it's really important to experience and then have awareness. Exactly. Now. That's also why I want to explain that before I start talking about how I date, because yeah. I've never really dated. I I don't know, for some reason. Uh, and it's not because, ooh, I attract love. Serial it's, monogamous. Oh, no, it's because I have a big problem with solitude and yeah. I'll just like pick the first guy coming or like just like let a relationship kind of 
burn Simmer. as I'm looking for somebody else in yeah. the background. It's really not good. And that's I'm not proud of it, even though for years I was justifying myself mm -hmm. by saying like, I just love love. Yeah. Dumb. I'm French. Dumbass. Yeah, I'm no. French. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you have an issue. Um, so I've been single for the first time in my life for less than a year. Well, single, but also dating in America, which is, this is an absolute insanity. What are you dating on right now? So I'm on Raya. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. And did you meet your guy on Raya? No, no. I met well, two Tess. Raya? I know. These guys are so weird. What's even popping up? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, at the time, it was on? like Chandler from Friends. It was so <laughs> random and cheesy. I still try to like, uh, what's his name? Ben Affleck. I know Ben you know, He's like it. still like walking on the app. He's like, there is this photo of him walking. And you're like, yeah, sure. They're probably keeping Dave Cook would come up. I was like, no. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm also like meeting people at Silent retreats yeah <laughs> wow so just and no eye contact even needed this is no, great i kind of don't follow the i'm not, see i went there at the silent retreat with um my business partner emily and she's the good pupil mm -hmm. and i'm always the rule it's breaker like the and dark like, and the light yes definitely and i was like <laughs> maybe this retreat will be different and i'll be the quiet one and you'll be the wild one and now nah. did like, you watch fleabag I did. Um, it's like when the sisters go. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm Fleabag, actually, I realized. Yeah, I, I'm exactly the same. I will try to convert the monk. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that, that will be my mission. For actually. sure. Yeah, yeah to yeah, sleep yeah. with the priest. Oh, yeah, no totally. Problem. Yeah, that's terrible. It's just... <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. Wait, where were we? A dating? And, yeah. Well, so I just like, Raya is something... I tried the other apps, but it's just, I feel, okay, so like, I was on like um, Hinge yeah. for five minutes and I literally felt like I was walking down the street and every guy thought it was okay to be like, you know, I don't know, there was this weird thing, you know, where it's An like, energetic shift yeah, when you actually joined. No, I know. I just, no, no, no. I mean, on the app, I felt like it was like being on the street, but like, except like the most random guy will feel like it's okay to like hit on you. To, yeah. To hit on wow. you. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, I, I can't, I, can't yeah. I, I don't want to have to look at all these profiles. I know. It it's like work. Me, yeah. It's like work. Yeah. Okay. So I deleted it, but I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have judgment. I'm just. You're following your intuition. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. yeah yeah so that's it and then so okay sorry I have to say that again I'm French and so we don't do the dating thing in France mm -hmm. like you meet a guy have sex with him yeah yeah oh you have to test out that's totally French yeah. and then let's say like you have sex with him the first or second night or whatever and then you sleep at his place or sleep you have breakfast and then that's it you're a boyfriend and girlfriend yeah it's totally yeah. so that's the thing so um i'm still dealing with like the sh cultural shocks since yeah. i always was in relationships before and i'm trying to be more american i think there is some good sides about it about that weird technique of being able to date a few people at the same like potentially be able to have sex with a few people yeah. at the same time which i'm like still like oh, i can't do that um and i don't know what to tell you i uh i'm the worst um but i'm also it's very fun i you know what i the truth is again like 
I know that when the right guy comes, there we no rules. Yeah. No, I'm the worst. I don't know how to date or whatever. So right now I'm just, you know, Exploring. I'm feeling feeling the thing and and yeah. you know i've never had a one night stand maybe that's finally gonna happen in my life totally i don't know i'm just this like weird yeah being a like serial monogamy is a weird thing i was always as well and then mm-hmm. i had a two-year that helped change but my two-year was a full-blown rock bottom like that's when i realized oh my gosh everybody's treating me like a doormat and i had to figure out the energetics around shifting that worth which was crazy it was obviously I was meant to learn that to help people, but I think this is the most important time. And I just think it, it's so important. It's so important. Young listeners, maybe do it before you're 40. I know. (laughs) Because like there is like, if you want kids and all that, there is definitely, I'm happy where I am now, but Mm -hmm. like there is definitely questions about, you know, for women, we do have a timing, Yeah, you know, we can't, of course, we can do other stuff, yep. and that's great, and I might do that, but, mm-hmm. like, it's it's a real question. So, like, be single for before, take your time. Totally. Learn, yeah. Just be with yourself. Be Learn with who yourself. you are. Yeah, that you have options. Well, and also, like, that you'll never be as happy oh, man. <laughs> as you are when you're with yourself. It's so, so that true. The guy that needs to come needs to add to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not like take away, like I've just given away so much just because I was like, that's for love. That's what you're supposed to do. I I agree. I don't know. I feel like, and you know, honestly, it's a big pattern um, in, I mean, you probably know, everybody knows there is more couples that are struggling than happy couples. Yeah. And there are more women that are like basically like killing themselves to make something work. Then there are like you know or women sexually getting, suffering, not getting uh, everyone. Sure. Well, yeah. nobody's having sex. Yeah, so or that, loving like, it. That, like, <laughs> nobody, you know. I have my own. Like I'm asking everyone. I'm like, you know, do you have sex? And people are like, eh. yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on. I know. Why is nobody having sex? So busy, and I think so do much think, stimulation. I don't think it's because people are busy. Do you think it's like if you go back to Corsica, let's say, because culturally, I mean, even Italian, Spanish and French people are just so much more sensual. Right. Forgive Barley, guys. Uh, (laughs) She's so repressed. (laughs) (laughs) She can relate. But uh, like in Corsica or your French friends right now, is that the case for everybody as well? Nobody's having sex. Same. Yeah. I I hear that around everywhere. Nobody's having sex. Young couple, old couples. I think I know like, I think I met a couple last time that still has sex. And they've been together for 10 years. It's the Esther Perel thing, right? Like we want our partners to be everything, you know, and we don't have, we don't leave it to intimacy. We're not going to our villages with our problems and we're giving, we're putting that all on each other. So it takes away that, that polarity. I think that that has always been the explanation that makes the most sense to me. Yeah. And porn. Porn is a huge thing. Yeah, it's a huge thing. Also, I think how insecure people are feeling due to social media. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, I think this is a big deal. I think the the, the crazy, like what we think a body must look like to give pleasure is crazy. You know, crazy or love is crazy. And I think... um, there <laughs> we have a, a dog situation. I know. It's like the kids. Uh-huh. Good. No, you. Barley really is... Uh, 
like very strong-willed. She very yeah. is, very much is. I think she's a cancer. <laughs> we don't know if she's a rescue, but I think she is. <laughs> okay, I want to pivot really quickly because I know that you have to get out of here at some point and do things. But I want to pivot into business because I think that's where you're going to be such a massive expander for everybody. Okay. It seems like a lot of it seems like you've followed the trajectory of business very much in accordance with manifestation, right? It seems very intuitive when you're more authentically you and putting yourself out there, more comes your way, but then strategy seemed to become involved. Tell us how you went from being the one person blogger to then building the team and taking it professional. Like what are the biggest takeaways that you learned during those times? I think to me, the most important thing is to do the work of cleaning. And by that, I mean, do, have you read uh, Women Who Run With Wolves? Oh, yeah, it's incredible. You know, when she's in a pond and she has to like sort out like what's the good weed and the bad and all that. So the idea is to, the most important thing in life is to know yourself, mm -hmm. which is why I think having times of being single early on or like you know a few times in your life is so important but also doing work like doing work like the, it can be a silent retreat it can be having a therapist it can be like all different type of work because that's the power center of your life you know is your relationship with yourself the problem is like and that's something that I think that's one of my questions to you as far as manifestation goes because I there are a few things to me that are unresolved mm -hmm. about how it works a lot of people think they want something but actually that's not what they want mm -hmm. so for me it's been a lot of trial and error which is normal and I'm happy with that but you know like in the last few years, a lot of people have developed from blogs, huge companies. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, sometimes I'm like, oh, should I have done that? And But deep down, I know who I am. Mm -hmm. And I don't listen to... And it's, it's a practice. It's not natural because naturally I will look at the cover of Fast Company and see Jessica Alba or someone mm -hmm. and be like, oh my God, I should be there, right? Or something. Completely. I could. I should have done that. I could do that. But I've also learned, well, first that what we see in the media is not always the truth and mm -hmm. the reality. So, you know, a lot of those companies that are promoted as like being, you know, the end all are not profitable. Exactly. Yeah, you know? they're just all investor-based. It's all yeah. investor-based. Next recession. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it doesn't mean that people shouldn't be trying to do that or everything, but like then there is the part of like, I hate working in an office. I saw investors at some point and they were like, well, if we invest in the company, we need you at the office every day and we need you to do this. And if you do, I don't know, like if you start making product, you're going to have to promote it. The same way you see Gwyneth, like, you know, yeah. like putting on face creams and all that things that she has to do for her brand. It's part of the job, mm -hmm. you know, and those are things that, you know, I've never been, I've always kept in mind that I'm a creative and I need and a, a lot spirit. of freedom, mm -hmm. a lot of freedom. So that was my one of my questions to you is like, how can you manifest when you don't actually know what you want? Like, because, yeah. you know, like maybe five years ago, 10 years ago, I would be like, oh, I really want this and this and that. And actually now looking back, I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't push too hard or something because life also 
brings you what you need and takes away what you don't? Absolutely. I think it comes down to really two things. So the first being a lot of people learn, like you're saying, to manifest what they do want by receiving things and realizing it wasn't what they wanted. Mm. So that's like like the cancel out process. Mm -hmm. But I think the most important and the most magnetic one that everybody, it's so hard hard to practice and it takes time to develop that trust muscle it's exactly what you're doing it's getting to your core essence to mm -hmm. your total authentic needs and getting fully in your worth about them and calling in from that place the details of which will make you happy you know and so it's a great example like even when I I have heard Gwyneth on podcasts and things like that she loves the investor round. She mm -hmm. loves doing the things and showing up how she, or, or so I've heard her mm -hmm. say, you know, who knows if she really loves doing 10 takes of like, this is my new microdermabrations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the more that you command from that place of true authenticity, you will be rewarded with all of the abundance you need to support that, whatever that looks like. And I think that you what I'm energetically picking up on, you know that. And it's like, you just need to double down on it now. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, even I think the last time that we spoke, you had, you were having an opportunity at hand to become more free if mm -hmm. you wanted to or not. And I think there's always, I think you have the oscillation between what's right and what do I want? And it's like the more that you really fall, I think, yeah and that's just, that's the whole energy of my life it's like what was right was maybe get married have kids but what do oh. I you know what I mean all these things and, and then the flash forward to you being an yeah. alcoholic in Corsica <laughs> <laughs> now I'm 40 <laughs> exactly um but so yeah so so no exactly it's that it's that idea of um you know getting in touch with that authenticity and also and I think that's where maybe, because, you know, it's like manifesting. I mean, to me, it's like more like, it's how do you get in flow? Ah, uh, that being in flow. Mm -hmm. It's for you, it's really simple. We'll have to chat more because yeah. I know we only had that one chat. Um, but for you, it's actually so simple because you are the only thing that, kind of takes the hose and squeezes it is is when you get into that place of which it even seems now energetically seeing you today is a lot less is any time that creeps up of why you're not good enough that's the mm, only thing mm -hmm. that ever closed mm. but the more that you like really stand in this place of how beautiful badass like all that really <laughs> owning it all the time I always think of the visual of that, though I don't know these women, but like Iris, uh, uh, how do you say her last name? Apho. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I think of her on a visual or, pe or women like that. There's no self-apology. Not that mm -hmm. you do that. No doubt. Mm -hmm. You know, although we all have doubt, but the more that you get into that place. So it really from us. And then the, like the real tricky part is it has to just be from a subconscious place mm -hmm. rather than in the conscious. So the more that you start to. And also looking at your past patterning, how much you've doubled down when you have. Does that bring a lot more for you on your authenticity? 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it's honestly, it's like what brings me joy and peace. Perfect. That's all. No, I wanted to say that for me, the part of my life where I, what I was, I was talking in the beginning of the podcast, where I wanted to prove to my mom that I was worthy, uh, and I did, is a very, very foundational and important. And that having a moment in your life where, I mean, you get what you want is also kind of important, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, starting from that now, I'm like, okay, I did that, kind of fed that dragon, you know? And I don't know, I probably, it would have been maybe a different wall that I, I would have hit mm-hmm. if it hadn't been the case and I would have learned. But like, it was, it, it's a good thing, you know? It's given me confidence. Oh, it's yeah. given me like... Mm, a lot of stuff that I hadn't been I didn't have naturally so Mm -hmm. it really kind of helped absolutely I don't know if I answered your question yeah (laughs) yeah but like yeah so now from that place of confidence yeah and also because like I think and you probably everybody has that at some point you realize that you start working and all that and you're like well I can I you know, I, I don't know, like, I feel like I, I can do so much, mm-hmm. you know, and I can I have so I can bring so much value everywhere I work. And, and so I, there is this thing and I don't know why, but maybe because of my curiosity, I'm always interested and I'm always learning new stuff. You know, when I started, I was I did my own website. Mm-hmm. I was learning. I'm very like, you know. But so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, re- it really helped, like, create this, this good sense of, of trust in myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think striving for that is not a bad thing. I think it's so important. Yeah. And you know what? Like you won't meet a famous artist out there, you know, may it be an actor or whomever who's not still proving to their parents and they they get to think that, you know, and I think that's super important and it gives you that deep sense of connection with others of how to communicate with them. I mean, I think it's really 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 important and i yeah it's a weird thing right it always goes back to that it's like you know i was raised to please and it gave me a lot of shit to work on but it also was a blessing because yeah you know like i i don't know like there you know i learned to be scrappy and yeah and resourceful and resourceful and have and, yeah a sense of you know cadence and energy mm-hmm. you know that's if, so I have, if i had kids I, I don't know like i'm like how should i traumatize them a little bit? oh you have to <laughs> and i tell every parent that too who like if i work with them yeah. i'm like i don't care how conscious you become yeah. you're gonna fuck them up somewhere yeah. so yeah. that's just part of being a human yeah you have to. it's a present yeah you know, it I is a present. a present we're literally talking about yeah. the present right now of like what a gift that really yeah, is exactly yeah. so what I have a question on your thoughts. What do you think is the next thing after Instagram? Because I don't see that like being a thing, a thing thing for too, too much longer. Yeah. Or what are you guys up to at Doré? We're like thinking about new things, but I I don't want to talk about it too early. Yeah. You know, I don't know anything about what's going on after Instagram. Nobody knows. Yeah. And... It could be anything because there's probably a hundred million people working on what's next, but only one or two things will make it. And I think what we just have to understand is that we live in a chaos moment. 
And chaos is great because, you know, a lot of things can explode and be interesting and, and all that. And it means that do be live more in the present. It's mm -hmm. Instagram right now. Don't worry mm -hmm. about what's coming next. Just do Instagram. You'll yeah. have time enough to jump ship when, totally. you know, something new comes. But the only thing to do is to cultivate something that's beyond, you know, if you're thing is just based on Instagram that when Instagram goes away mm -hmm. but like if it's like us you know I mean you or me like like you know I was there before Instagram mm -hmm. I'll I don't know if I want to be there but like yeah. I'll be there after I'll my brand will shift and transform mm -hmm. and all that and these these are just like ways of communicating I think there'll always be new ways of communicating mm -hmm. Well, right now, it's like, you know, Instagram is Facebook and that they have had a monopoly for a while. So they're just consolidating more and more as like, you know, one of the main giants. So I don't know how, you know, the next recession that apparently is coming is going to change the landscape mm -hmm. and all that. I'm curious, but I also think we all have to be light, you know, like flow flow go nimble. with yeah nimble go with the flow don't ask yourself too many questions uh it's heavy right now yeah so do your thing like in the best way with joy and That's and, it, yeah. and you know just like because there is really no way to answer um and i think we also miss a lot of things uh when we try to predict uh the I future do yeah. Uh, one way that I approach, you know, when people have come, I don't see clients really anymore because they're just doing the workshops. Mm -hmm. But when they would ask all the time, they were like, how do I, as an entrepreneur, what's the way? And from an energetic perspective and answer to that, it's a lot of what you were just touching on you and I were just touching on where it's like, I say, follow the ping, like follow those ideas and downloads that come mm -hmm. and just execute the ones that really light you up. Those are going to be the roadmap that kind of, that's sort of been the case for me. I assume that it's kind of the case for you guys. You, you have a lot of people generating those ideas, I assume. Can you speak to that for the entrepreneur who's sitting there thinking their idea is not a great one to put out there or that maybe they don't, they're not in touch with their intuition or sort of your guys's process towards that? We all have such different goals and personalities. And the only answer I could give to that is to not be scared of mistakes. Mm. Because any creative process goes along with a lot of trash. You yeah. know, like for one good idea, you're going to have a million that are not so good. Mm -hmm. So that's the that's the only thing. I, I'm, You know, I don't think, I really think that we're in a time where the less rules you have, the better you'll do. Mm -hmm. Because it's a new world every day. Like there is new things every day. There's new, you know, like, I don't know, two years ago, nobody t was talking about gen, like, you know, gender in such a way. And now, you know, like everywhere toilets are, you know, like, you know, gender neutral. I think it's so interesting, but we can't predict what's, you know, next and what's, you know, going to be interesting. And I think the thing is to embrace what we love to do and stay, you know, the problem now is like, it's more like, how to stay informed without wanting to uh, commit suicide and be connected all the time yeah yeah because also like you know of what's happening in the world so oh, it's a yeah. very very tricky time yeah to me that's the only thing i could say actually and i don't think i'm a very good like advice in terms of um business the, the, the advice about business is everywhere mm -hmm, how totally. to grow a business yeah. you know 
What's not everywhere is to say to people that it's okay if you don't want to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm, I love you know, that. That it's okay if you're happy being an employee with a great boss that you love and you want to support for 12 years or less or more. That it's okay if you don't want to work and you're just staying at home and your husband is working or you, your husband is not working and you're working and all these things. I think the pressure of being an entrepreneur, it's hard. It's not easy. A lot of people fail. So like my mission or like what I believe is more into giving people the power to be cool. Mm -hmm. You know, I just like, I, I don't think this thing of like, that being an entrepreneur is a panacea. It's, it's, it's Honestly, thankless. it's so intense it's, to be. Yes. On a, like, I don't know about you, but at this point, I just feel like a manager. <laughs> Like well, a creative of course. that's why I didn't ever want a giant company, yeah. you know, because I hate what I need to do when I have a giant company, yeah. which is answer email all day. Totally. You know, I, I know that about myself, like, and so I want to stay fluid where I can just keep living a lot, you know, and mm -hmm. all that. And, and so that's what I'm saying is like, try to go beyond the images that we are shown about these like power women. I think the whole boss woman thing is good, but it's doing a lot of damage I for think women so who just want to have a nice life, Yeah, you know, and even work part time or anything they want. Absolutely. You know, anything without judgment, you know, mm -hmm. and I think, um, you, you know, and you can be an entrepreneur with just yourself. You know, Absolutely. you don't need to have employees or I don't know. So it's that thing of like, to me, I think I'm about bringing softness to the world, mm. you know, and permission to just enjoy, you know, who we are, like the people around us. I know someone that has always been a big like model for me like i don't know what you say like somebody that I look i don't know because she's just like she's like a sister like um she's from my village and her name is marine and she's beautiful mm. she's just beautiful like like physically like beautiful and she comes from the village her family was much more like like local like from the village and um to me she's a superstar like wow. you know and her magic, like she created this um, shop that's just very like small and beautiful. She sells like grocery and all that stayed there. And she always has people around her. She's always like the most beautiful girl in the village. I, I, there is this it's magic. So beautiful. Yeah. And I'm and I'm like, how many people do I do you actually like? Maybe you're the queen of Topanga. Totally. And it's amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like you live that life. And um so that's what I'm saying. I'm like it's it's okay like to want um different things and also to remember that as we were talking about before, time is the ultimate currency and work says oprah on super soul she does i think that's part of her opening yeah oh, that's time so, oh getting more time yeah, yeah. exactly but it, it is that's it is all so we true have, it you is you know money at the end of the day i know it sounds it's like everybody knows once you get to a certain level 
having more money doesn't change right it's like it's so true it's like and another thing is there will never be enough yeah like exactly. even if well, you but there make... is a study that says that from zero to like i don't know what it is today but like maybe seventy thousand, mm-hmm. the change in your life is dramatic mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. from 70 i'm saying a number that's made from 70 to like the change are not are not that big mm-hmm. you know so like it's so that's very important to know and to remember these things so For that you can p- pick a life that makes you happy like i need a lot of time mm-hmm. which is why sometimes when i think about having kids i'm like oh my Same. god and i'm also yeah. like oh is that really my block maybe i'm not supposed to because i'm so mm-hmm. tired and selfish mm-hmm. and exactly. i need so much self care i need so much time i need time to think like uh, oh sorry yeah. about my date <laughs> so the the guy so we we actually like i had no expectations about that date and um and we actually have a good time, but I still don't know like what I feel, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, he brings me back to my car and tries to kiss me. And uh, it's, it's number really- one, can we talk about that? Maybe like French culture, but I don't know about you. The whole kissing on the first date thing—it's like you really have to read the energy. I don't. That just should not be a so staple. So true. That was so fucking weird. It's right? the first time, if, first time ever that. I'm, also, like in front of the car. Yeah, it's like a movie. Like, what the yeah. like, <laughs> so I weird. I know Lila just had that happen, and we talk about that a lot. We're like, we somebody needs to rebrand the first kiss date thing. It's just not cool. I agree. But it was like, it was cute that he tried. But then I was like, sorry. Like I texted him and I was like, sorry, it was awkward. I just need to process, Mm -hmm. you know, how I felt uh, during that first date. And it was like, what does that mean? Like, he's super nice. It's like, Mm -hmm. um, and we had an open conversation and I was like, I'm just slow processor. Mm -hmm. You know, I just... We had a great time, but I'm so engaged with you that I don't have that second thing that's like, oh, I like him, my daddy. I need, mm. I'm probably going to need two or three days yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to stalk you and then like, see. You know, no, no, I'm, kid- just, I'm totally like, kidding. Download like all the feelings and like what I, and, and you listen know, to of your course, body. there are guys that I just want to jump on yeah. right away. Yeah. But some guys, you don't always need to have to want to jump on them. The totally. Thing, so I've I actually found, I mean, it's a mix, but. In my own personal, because I mean, if you line up everybody I've dated from like Cajun, I mean, it's just so different. There's no, no type. Mm -hmm. I like worlds. I like to go into somebody's world. Right. But at the end of the day, I've always found that twin flame, like sexual thing burns out pretty quickly, but it's actually the ones that I'm really intrigued by. I've read a book about that. Did you? Yes. What does it say? So there is this book that's like kind of helping me, but I don't know. Also, let's just, I don't know what really I'm looking for. I'm just. Oh, there you go. You know, because like. Exploring. Yeah, I'm exploring. I'm I'm like, maybe I'm going to find the love of my, I don't know. Yeah. I interviewed Norma Kamali. She found her. Amazing. The love of her life at like 64. She's one who seems to me as if she really understands oh she's wonderful. every authentic like what she wants she's, to follow authentically she's really wonderful and trust me at the point where i was like maybe i'll never have kids i was looking for a lot of like who are the women that i look up to that dinner, you yeah. know um and she's one and the way she talks about it's so sweet and so simple too like mm. so undramatic um which is very important also to de-dramatize oh, that huge. thing there is there is so much pressure on women um anyway we have so much to talk about it's really funny <laughs> well where were we why was i talking about that date it's a date because of oh, because of processing yeah. because like i 
you know how like Taurus, like you know you like this kind of slow character. Very much so, and very in the physical, not Meta- in like sexuality. Metabolizing but for me is like slow. It's yeah. in your body on the yeah, earth. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I need. So that's why I'm like when I am in full energy. That's why I had a crash after that because like if I don't, it's like my body goes faster than my brain or mm-hmm. something. or my, And so I need to have a day in the week where everything kind of like goes back in together. Meshes. And the body's like, hey, brain, how are you doing? Are we good? Like, what? Totally. How, how did you like hanging out with that person? How did it feel? Because, you know, like there is the hang when you're a very engaged person, like I think we both are. Totally. Then the person goes and you kind of finally be like, oh, how do I feel? feel myself because like I was catering to that person for like and in a good way not in a bad way but like I was so present I was very present for an hour for two hours so I don't really know how did I feel when that person said that can Mm -hmm. I remember and all that so I need to do that so it's yeah I I I don't know why I was saying that but yeah if I was like a fortune 500 like CEO I would probably be very miserable have a lot of money but be very miserable because no time to process I would probably sleepwalk through my life which I did uh, a lot in my 30s which brought me to this big crash at the end of my 30s beginning of my 40s so now I'm very much more conscious that I need a lot of time to check in with myself if I'm going the right direction excellent Um, and so that's that's a big like I don't know I think that's important to tell to people that and that's why I, I, I you know even more if you're gonna go into trying to manifest and all that just getting really clear about what you actually need and what your soul really actually yeah. desires yeah last question of all <laughs> okay. what have been the most helpful things for you in self-care wellness mental health physical care happiness what are your like five tools you are so grateful you did or can't live without huh well meditation do you have a certain practice you do no i'm lousy you just quiet no i do some apps and then sometimes quiet 20 minutes i don't do tm i do mostly like this like very simple buddhist meditation i was taught it's big. It, it's life-changing. There is no question about it. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of shrinks in my life. My mom is a shrink, so I come from a culture where we take care of our emotions and all that. But meditating has been very life-changing. Um, and I don't know, like a lot of things that I do, I don't even realize I do. Last time I was uh, talking to a friend that was telling me, oh, your skin looks great um, on my body. And I was like, well, I've been putting on oil on my skin since I was like 10 every oh that's day. what you did growing yeah. up yeah. yeah every day like for me it's like normal my sister I think my sister doesn't she's like how do you do you have time to do that I was like I don't know it's part of my life so wow. just simple things you know um I also have very bad habits so just like let's put it out there that yeah. I'm really not perfect but um I think the secret of me is that I take a lot of time Mm -hmm. yeah but like Mm -hmm. just sitting there and and thinking and dreaming and um yeah if I would say now if you want things more practical I love dry brushing I love oils talking to my friends is Mm -hmm. important um the community aspect yeah it's very important and then writing I journal absolutely every day same uh for it's been for ever like wow. I literally like now I do it on my phone 
because I know it's better to write with a pen, but I can Google myself, like my life back. Yeah. You know, what was I feeling with that dude on that day? Wow. I mean there's like it's it's insane wow yeah i've never even thought to take that to the phone to have that capability oh my god yeah glossary yeah exactly like you just type a word or all the entries you know like and it's like and so that's why i started trying to do it on a book like a, a notebook but i was like it doesn't have the same value to me because it really is helpful like even like with my weight i've been my weight is has been kind of a lifelong practice for me mm-hmm. of everything, like mm-hmm. my relationship with my body, my relationship with my addictions, with my, because um, I don't have like any alcohol or drug addictions, but I definitely have a very strong relationship with food. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I eat my emotions totally. and all that. So, you know, of course, with my meditation practice, you know, everything in your life becomes a practice. Mm-hmm. You start taking a step back and be like, well, why do I react like that? How do I do this? And so it's the same, like, you know, over big periods of time, I've been oscillating like 10 pounds. And I'm like, even being able to look back, sometimes I I would log in my weight. How much was I waiting when I was leaving that thing? Mm. You know, usually my weight will go up when I'm you know, obviously the fertility thing yeah. we didn't have to, but like yeah. was a mess, and like yeah. also you know your metabolism changes, blah, blah blah. But like also like, you know, when I'm unhappy, I will get you know more heavy. Mm-hmm. So like it's also like your body is communicating with you all the time, and so or I if can, you're in a relationship that's not right for you, or job oh, circumstance, totally. all of that, totally. it's just like. Yeah. All the way, skin, yeah. everything yeah, starts to exactly. present. Yeah. Oh my god! So the, the diary is a good way to like check back and be yeah. like, feel the big tendencies because, you know, we live on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But then when you look back, you're like, wow, I was in a cycle of that. And the what? patterns. Yeah, exactly. Okay, truly last question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, and it doesn't have to be specific things or material things, but what are you calling in or essences? What are the next manifestations? the the energy of them that you're calling in or the experiences or even if it's on the material plane what does that look like for you hmm honestly like very honestly mm-hmm. peace and happiness great that's really all and whatever wow. shape it takes and you're just open to it absolutely beautiful yeah but i do have a lot of things that make me happy i i have a home i might change but like you know, I know home is important to me. Mm-hmm. That's peaceful. Like that doesn't have too much noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can you can tell because you're the same. <laughs> um, so having a good home base is important. Like there are small things that I know will contribute to my peace. Mm-hmm. And peace is probably peace to me is happiness. Mm-hmm. But like joy, like laughter and all that. So what I call in my life is funny people. Mm, I love that. Loving people. Yeah. Uh, a good home base. And I, I've been, you know, being single. I've also enjoyed so much being able to like just dive into the relationship with my friends. Uh. Such a most much more, you know, I'm leaving. I'm going to on a weekend with my friend tomorrow and just like so much big and 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 wide and even like friendship with men which I never had before really because yeah. I was always in, in with yeah. some guy so to me it's like health um, that's what I'm calling it is like long time beautiful times with my family and my friends my dog 
um and just sort of like peaceful comfort around me um and then on the more like creative like professional path it's that sense of being engaged and in flow mm. wherever it comes from Beautiful. right now i'm more interested in people like i was i thought i was going to sit down and write a book but i don't feel like the solitude is where i want to be maybe also because i'm like looking for yeah. meeting guys and all that so i want to be out and and about and like working and meeting people and so well, let's see what comes out of this of course i have wants and things that i want to do sure but mostly this is the overarching oh for sure yeah it's because what it's the umbrella that dictates all the other exactly, things exactly exactly yeah thank you garan thank you that was a pleasure we love you <laughs> thank you love you too have a good weekend everybody <laughs> bye thank you so much for tuning into the episode and i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did we did and in case you're not totally ready to join the pathway yet, I wanted to share a few of our free offerings that I'll often suggest to people as a little bit of a blueprint to get them started on their manifestation journey. The first place I like to direct people completely for free is the motivation. You can see it linked below or on our homepage as our testimony library. And it's categorized by different subjects, whether you're calling in career, money, love, wellness, and much more. When you're reading about a member's experience of what they manifested, you're actually seeing to believe and showing your subconscious that that very thing is possible for you. The second place I like to direct people is to the free clarity exercise, which is also linked below. In it, you get to try our own unique hypnosis process, learn about the science and some journaling prompts. And the best part about this You'll get a tiny taste of what it's like to go into your hypnotic state, bring your subconscious forward, and create new neural pathways while receiving clarity. And the third thing, if you haven't listened to it on this podcast yet, please go back to the episode titled Manifestation 101, where you'll learn the basics of neural manifestation to truly understand this process. So go ahead and check out those free resources, the motivation, the free clarity exercise, and the episode Manifestation 101, all linked below. And in an effort to make sure to have representation in this process series, go ahead and submit any process testimonials you have, especially to our LGBTQ plus community, our BIPOC, as well as the WISE, which is anyone in the community who is 45 and over. All right, we'll be back next week.